I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Well, I'm officially in the Christmas spirit. We've compiled our top Christmas and holiday activities you can do for cheap or even free. (laughs) Oh, wait, no. I I think they're all serious. Well, anyway, I checked out Hawkeye. Man, was I wrong about my thoughts last week? Captain saw Ghostbusters, and he's going to review that. There's so much more. A Boy Called Christmas, Lost in Space Season 3, new music, so much to nerd out on. So, you know what? Sit back and relax for the next six hours. Oh, Aunt Bethany... You know, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, dear. Did I break wind? Let's rock it! Oh, yeah. Welcome back to The Real Brian Show. Thank you. Thank you. I smell something. Um, was thought, that you? It was not me, man. I, I'm like many hundreds of miles away. From, is it? Wait, are we thousands of You're miles? Like Tens of thousands? miles away from me, yeah. Wait a minute, though. Not, 700 miles away. That's if I was in Colorado right now, but I'm not. So I think I'm oh. around like a million miles away, something like that. I don't know. It's one of the planets. What are you on? Don't, don't. <laughs> I can't tell people what planet I'm on right now. It's welcome. All right. Well, welcome anyway. to the Real Brian Show. Thank you. Thank Yay. you for joining us. Captain, thank you always, as always, for being here. And hey, yeah, we're going to have a good time today, what man. What else am I going to do on the this afternoon, right? Well, I seriously, mean- you know, uh, what are you going to do with your life otherwise if you're not a part of the Real Brian Show or listening to the Real Brian Show or whatever? I mean, it's just, I don't know, dude. My answer to that is usually I want to rock. Um, <laughs> that's because I'm a child of the 80s and yeah, that's stuck rock. in my head. So. You know what's funny is the whole let's rock it thing. Somebody was asking me, though, where did that come from? I don't even remember. Honestly, it was something I did a long time ago. I was like, let's rock it, man. And it's not like an 80s thing. It's not a I only love rock music kind of thing. I I don't know where it came from. And then a lot of people heard that phrase before. Oh, no, it's been around, but a lot of people started using it much more frequently in the past couple of years after listening to my show. So that's part of the problem. Wow. You're an influencer, Brian. Oh, yeah. Like in uh, Cobra Kai, which is coming out this month, by the way, the new season. Yeah, they talk about let's rock it. They got their inspiration from me, so that was pretty cool. I'll bet. Yeah, Yeah, well, you know, Johnny Lawrence. I mean, you know, because back in the 80s, they weren't talking like that. Now he's a, you know, he's a hardcore rocker, you know, so anyway. Man, um, those guys are so cool. William Zabka, I just want to say thanks for listening, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, We got to get him on the show, though. appreciate it. Yeah, Yeah. you on the show. Totes, totes. Yeah, dude, uh, man, this is exciting, though, because, (laughs) you know, we're in the middle of December already. It's December 10th. I mean, uh, oh, the the Expanse Season 6, the final season, is out today. We mentioned Cobra Kai's coming out in a couple of weeks. I think it's a couple of weeks. Uh, the new Matrix movie's coming out, which is maybe it'll be a good yeah. ending to what three should have been and wasn't quite as exciting that we were hoping for. So I don't know, but we'll see. But anyway, it's a good time of year. All of our decorations are officially up. I, I would say that this place kind of looks like that the North Pole threw up in this place. I guess that's the best way to put it. Garland and tinsel and Christmas lights. You know, it's it's this uh, candy canes, peppermint, you know, uh, nice things, nice Elvish things. body parts. No, um, no. I mean, you know, you're, you're going oh. down a path that that's when like the South I'm pole just, throws up. I'm a realist. I'm a realist. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Think in a, in a happy, tra- <laughs> it's beautiful here, man. Next week, you're going to be captain here in the studio with yeah, me again at last yeah. since the, since the first time since June. So yeah, I know. So I'm not exactly sure how we're going to do this whole little video setup thing yet, but I do know we we're going to do something, but you get to actually experience the North. This is the North pole here. I mean, yeah, well it's beautiful here. All right. Anyway, moving on, but yeah. I just, I want to say this, we've been doing mm, Christmas light tours, which is one of my absolute favorite things to do. You drive yes, around, and you go out and you steal all their strands of lights, you know, and it's so much fun. We have the greatest time. And now we have an amazing display this year because of all that. Oh, and I made some uh, peppermint hot chocolate and we had it last year. You've had it, dude. I know. And that's the thing. And so In this year, studio? yeah, this year, normally what it calls for is heavy whipping cream and then whole milk as well, which is really rich. Well, we had some extra heavy whipping cream from Thanksgiving that needed to be used. We were using it for actual whipped cream. And I just thought, I'm just going to pour it and that's it no milk <laughs> screw that just 100 percent heavy whipping cream and i'm gonna Why make not? it from there 
I mean, you, you get in the jar, you know, we put it in the refrigerator, you get in the jar, you put a spoon in there and it's like almost hard. It's so thick, Dude, you know, that, that what it's I had awesome. last year at your, in your studio was the thickest hot chocolate I've ever even dreamed of. So this is thicker. Um, Oh, it's it's well, thicker, dude. You're going to give me a spoon, right? Okay. <laughs> well, no. So what I did is that I decided, okay, I'll take a little. Now, this is my choice. Oat milk. Cause I think oat milk adds a really nice flavor to things. So I poured the oat milk in to kind of thin it up and then warmed it up and it was absolutely perfect. But I mean, awesome. it, it's like sipping chocolate. It's super thick. It is rich. Woo. Yes. That's delicious. <sighs> I like cocoa. I think Santa feels a little buzz. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. So there you go. That's what my hot chocolate will do. If you think you can do better though, talk to me. Contact Bring me. It. Yeah. Santa Dude. got a buzz for mine. Obviously. I have a joke for you, by the way. Oh, oh, I love jokes. I love jokes. Yeah. Bring I, it. Bring this it. is pretty rare. I don't okay. usually have jokes. Okay. okay. So what does a hamster have in common with a cigarette? Uh, they both have butts. I- <laughs> oh, good. That's a good answer. No, yeah, no uh, I don't know. I don't know. They are, they're both harmless until you stick one in your mouth and light it on fire. <laughs> That's a good one. I got that from Ghostbusters. The new movie? Yeah. The, oh, movie. Nice. the, 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 the main character, Phoebe, she has like three or four really deadpan, what they're what are called dad jokes in the yeah. movie. And that's one of them. That's, that's my favorite one. So. Nice. Yeah. You know, dad jokes are actually a lot of fun because they're clean <laughs> and they get you thinking and you go, oh, that was good. That was good. Classic. Thank you. Yeah. I love it, dude. So yeah. you're going to talk about Ghostbusters a little later in the yeah. show, right? It's absolutely not very long because we're not going to spoil anything, but uh, I do have some thoughts about it. So, yeah. So we yeah, have a lot on our honk list and it's going to be a lot of fun. Right. And I hope you enjoy it. We're going to be talking about that in just a little bit. But first of all, let's get into an origin, dude, because it's our Christmas Christmas edition. Heck yeah. So uh, this is our second Christmas origin of the month. Uh, this one, we're going to do candy canes. <sighs> Where did candy canes come from? Uh, according to the National Confectioners Association, the NCA. Candy canes are the number one selling non-chocolate candy during the month of December with 90% of red and white striped treats sold between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Obviously, right? I mean, it's just like peeps are the number one non-chocolate candy uh, yeah. sold in uh, April. <laughs> what is that stuff even made out of? That's what I want to know. Peeps, but we'll it's get to that. Sugar, it's sugar. Mm. Um, and I hate peeps. Uh, so the, the biggest single week for candy canes is the second week of December which is Interesting. next week, right? Yeah. Likely because most people decorate their Christmas trees that week. They, so, wait, wait, hold on. People wait that long to decorate their Christmas tree. I guess according to the NCA, uh, their statistics. So, and, and you know what? Uh, I think that hu- humans are naturally procrastinators. So yeah. that makes, yeah. that makes sense to me. I like to have the tree um, up for like, you know, three months, but Hey, anyway, continue. Probably, yeah. And the lights. Uh, but just when and how candy canes got their start is a bit more uncertain than their popularity. Uh, by the way, uh, 1.76 billion candy canes are produced in the United States annually. Wow. 1.76 billion annually. Wait, are they having a candy cane shortage this year because of the chip shortage? Probably. Okay. Yeah, everything's short this year. So th- that, that'd be a good thing to look up whether, whether there's yeah. a uh, supply chain issue with candy canes. Well, yeah. Not Cause they got to put care. chips in the candy canes, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> the legend has it that the candy cane dates back to 1670 when the choir master at the Köln cathedral in Germany handed out sugar sticks among his young singers to keep them quiet during the living crush ceremony. I wonder the living crush ceremony must be really boring and long. Uh, otherwise, why would they reserve the candy sticks for the sugar sticks? I should say sure, for that ceremony. So yeah, anyway, actually, I, I, I know what that is. I never heard of it. So, you know, think, think about it though. When you've got, you know, the, the choir boys and all that, you know, they got a lot of energy and stuff like that. And they're like, keep quiet. You know, this is like the, the four hour ceremony. You know, we got keep quiet. <laughs> Suck on the sugar stick. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> in fact, this is the thing that I've read before and, and I thought, oh yeah, this actually does make a lot of sense. Okay. Well, in honor of the occasion, the choir master bent the candies into shepherd's crooks. Yep. However, some experts believe this is an urban legend and that it's just as likely the Germans added the hook to hang them from trees alongside cookies, fruits, and other treats. Most, however, agree that white, the white candy cane, the white candy cane made its U.S. debut in 1847 in Wooster, Ohio, when August Imgard, a German-Swedish immigrant, decorated a small blue spruce with paper ornaments and candy canes. Nice. Of course, today, there's uh, nothing more iconic when it comes to candy than the alternating red and white stripes of the candy cane. But for 200 years, before mass production was automated, they came in just one color, white. Mm. 
mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it was only at the turn of the 20th century when the red stripes and peppermint flavor emerged as the most popular choice. So that's when it just, they kind of firmed it up as the red and white stripe version that we all know today. Uh, as for the best way to eat the Yuletide treat, Another NCA survey found that 72% of people think that starting on the straight end is the proper way to eat a candy cane, <laughs> while 28% start at the curved end. <laughs> so, Interesting. And I've got to ask, Brian, what, what, do you, uh, what end of the candy cane do you start uh, eating? when You, you know, I think I've, uh, I've never thought about it, but I think I've always started at the straight edge, you know, right here too. Because here's the thing, and I'm going to demonstrate this on video right now, yeah. but it's easier to hold the, you know, the bent end the, the yeah. shepherd's crook end, we're going to call it that. And then, you know, you just kind of suck on it like that, you know, and it's just easier. <laughs> right. If you do it this way, it's kind of like it's getting up in your, like you're trying to suck on it and it gets like caught in your nostril, you know? No, and, no, no, no. Yeah. You, you would, you would, you would put the whole crook part like in your mouth. Yeah, oh, like that's, that. that's yeah. like, then you get, oh, 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 it's too big, yeah. man. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's, um, so Carly Simon probably, probably <sighs> starts on the crook part. Yeah. Um, Cause she's got a really wide mouth, right? That's true. Uh, oh my gosh. Whereas, I have a, I have a smaller mouth and I would absolutely not, that wouldn't work for me. So, you know, that's, that's a fact. I've heard so many stories about this and <laughs> what I, what I've come to the conclusion is that you've got factions over here that believe something very strongly that this is exactly what happened. And then everyone else says, well, no, that that's probably not likely. It's probably this. Oh no, 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 no. That's not likely. It's probably this. So what, what I think I've learned from the whole stories, the history of the candy cane is that nobody really knows except for, yeah. we do know how it came to the U S and how it's been produced from this point forward. But as far as the origin, man, it's, it's like no one can agree on it. It's very interesting. All we really need to know is that it originated in Germany a few hundred years ago. And really the modern candy cane that we all know and love today is a product of the 20th century. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it um, does look like a shepherd's staff though. So, I mean, oh, but yeah. then again, it's yeah. good to like, like we found out hook things on, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I mean, it's it certainly, it certainly has Christian. I mean, it, it fits with Christmas because it has that shepherd's crook look. Yeah. Uh, it's got, it's got that nativity feel to it, except it's more fun and yeah. dazzling. Right. So I don't know one way or the other it's peppermint dude. And peppermint's awesome. So boo, yeah. Boo, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that though. I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. So Easy one. one of the things we thought would be kind of fun, kind of going along with this whole idea of candy canes and fun Christmas things and stuff like that. We were trying to find a list of ideas for like the top Christmas slash holiday activities that you can do either on a low budget or for free because we're thinking like, you know what? A lot of money is spent at Christmas. A lot of money is spent on gifts. Mm -hmm. Times are hard. There's also a lot of things right now that people are not doing, you know, like there's not as many Christmas musicals or I don't know if the nutcrackers are playing or I, I mean, who knows? Like I think about all of the Christmas parties and music oriented things that we do around Christmas most of those things are still not happening this year. And so yeah. you kind of go, well, you know, that takes up a third of your December. So what kind of activities can we do that are low budget or free, but um, you know, are, are creative enough. So we came up with a list here and uh, this is why I was laughing in the beginning is because <laughs> we're going to influence you today in a way that, well, let's just let, let's keep going. So captain, our first yeah. one and, and, this was one, this has happened to me once, just once, only once. And it was really cool because you hear this. But one day I went to, speaking of, of a nativity, I went to a living nativity where, you know, where they act it all out and it's, it's very live and it was pretty cool. They had a big fire thing out, you know, where you could get some good goodies, hot chocolate, cider, you know, cookies and stuff. And this dude's sitting there and he's roasting something. And I walk by and he goes, hey, you, you want some roasted ch- chestnuts? And I'm like, wait a minute, actual chestnuts roasting on an open fire. He's like, exactly. Just like the song, just like the song, like never had these before. Now I'm sure some of you were going, we eat these every year, man. What are you talking about? Yeah. I never those had of you on the East. Those of you on the East coast of the United States yeah. probably had them before. So I thought for those of you who have never had roast chestnuts, do it, get some chestnuts. I don't have a clue where to find them, but find some and roast <laughs> them on an open fire. By the way, they're very good. If you like nuts in general, they're a lot of fun Costco. and they have a good, and Costco they're, they're good with them, cider, man. Right. Um, I'll bet. Yeah. Costco. Uh, I don't know, man, but yeah, I get some good mold spice cider, roast some chestnuts. Really nice. I've never seen a chestnut before. I've never had one. I'm, I'm in my mid forties. and I've never had a chestnut. Is time, that wrong? Time to, uh, no, no, because I, I hadn't either until a few years ago. So it's time to expand your horizons and, uh, yeah. taste the gloriousness, it's never, man. It's never too late. Yeah. 
Um, this other one, and this one's a really, really important one, I think, especially for adults these days. Go sit on Santa's lap. I like that idea. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm going to talk to my wife and see if we can't uh, make a trip to the mall next week and uh, yeah, see how that goes. Okay. And obviously, somebody's got to somebody's got to film that. I'll probably go viral. Yeah, probably because um, I might. I, I could hurt the the Santa. I don't know. I mean, they'll, they'll all be staring at my abs, of course. But yeah, that's true. Especially if you go in shirtless and you sit down and you're like, "Hello, Santa." Well, how else are you going to sit on Santa's lap? You got to go shirtless. <laughs> yeah. You're right, dude. You know, I never yeah. thought of that before, but you're right. All right. Well, number three, and this is another one, is you know, gingerbread houses this time of year are are really famous, and I know a lot of people like to do kind of the Muggle thing, which is to make gingerbread houses. But mm. I would like to propose that just eat one. No, I mean, don't make one steal one. I mean, there's really no yeah. purpose to making a gingerbread house. There's really no reason for that, but eating yeah, I mean, one, someone man, else can make it for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah why do all go the to your work? Local, go to your local church or YMCA yeah. and, and steal Volunteer. a yeah. gingerbread house. Uh, if they're having a gingerbread house um, uh, contest, that's yeah. even better. Like a house-a-thon? Take like three or four yeah. uh, and just abscond with those, take them home and 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 chow down. And like if you're, if you're yeah. shirtless when you're taking them, they're not looking at your face. They're looking at your abs and so they oh, won't yeah. recognize you later in a lineup. So you'll be fine. Well, that would work for me, but for anyone else, yeah, just distract them somehow. Like uh, pull the fire alarm or... Yeah. What I've never done... Is eaten one. I've always, I mean, I've made a couple gingerbread houses in my past, in my childhood, and, and it's, you know, I haven't done that as an adult, but I have never eaten the gingerbread house. Yeah, me and neither. It's like, it should be on our Christmas bucket list, man. All right. Uh, the next one is play in the snow, man. This is another one that, you know, hey, if, if you have snow, which a lot of us don't right now, then go play in the snow. Have a good time, you know, make snow yeah. angels, build uh, snowmen, snow forts, you know, uh, giant snow sandworms, you know, from Dune or something like that. I don't know. Oh, totally. Wouldn't that be a awesome? snow sandworm? How, yeah. how would you do that? Would you like, you know, the, the, the snow angels is doing this, right? Well, the snow sandworm, you, do, you, do you do this? No, no, you like make that? it, you know, like it's an actual sculpted sandworm that's giant. So, I mean, you're, you're literally collecting the snow oh. from, you go out to like a park or something like that. You collect yeah, all okay. of the snow from all of these acres and you make a massive life-size dune sandworm so if somebody walks by i mean it's this like 300 foot tall sandworm out in the middle of a park you know it wouldn't melt until probably september but you know it'd be fun yeah certainly 300 foot long but yeah that'd be that'd be i I don't want to do that but that's a good idea but here's another (laughs) here's another option which is kind of interesting is uh get an extension cord and a hair dryer and go out and see how long it takes to melt the snow that that's kind of fun actually yeah no i'm just thinking in general out in your grass and Everything. Okay. Well, get up on your I, was roof. Thinking, I was just thinking driveway and like, you know, get uh, just instead of scooping the snow, uh, <laughs> hair dry the snow and, and, yeah. and see what your neighbors think. I mean, yeah. uh, how take see how long it takes for you to have three yeah. or four neighbors out on their driveway with their phones up in front of them and you'll go viral. Yeah. I mean, but I'm telling you, if, viral, season, if you really it? want to challenge your entire yard, driveway, front yard, backyard, everything. I mean, Somebody drives by and it's like there's snow in the street. There's snow in all your neighbor's yards and you are 100% snow free. That's the challenge. That's the challenge. Do your neighborhood. Well, yeah, you could do that too. I mean, you really wanted to take that on. Uh, The next one is go sledding. If we had snow uh, and we don't because we just melted it with our hairdryer. So we don't have any snow. But if you have snow somewhere, then go sledding because, you know, I think I went sledding once. You know, what would be really fun though is to try that nonstick Teflon kind of thing, you know, that they use in the, Christmas vacation, put oh. it on the bottom of the saucer and actually see how well that works. <laughs> or, or you, you have a really long uh, extension cord, have the hairdryer yes. with you on the sled and see if you can, if you can melt yeah. the snow in front of you yeah. as you're going down the hill. I like that, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking this list so far. This is fun. Yeah, it's okay. fun. All right. Winter scavenger hunt. I've never done, I've only ever done one scavenger hunt in my life, which I, I might feel a little bit um, deprived maybe. Yeah. Uh, but whatever, right? So a winter scavenger hunt is, yeah, yeah, you go out in the snow and the cold and you pick things from winter. I don't know. You know, I... I like pine cones and... Uh, yeah, and, Christmas trees and or rain, something like And that. reindeer droppings and... Um, That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lawn ornaments. You know, people are out there. Uh, go find yourself one of the blow-up Santa ornaments, you know, and, and grab it and take it back and you and, win a prize, you know? Yeah, and, and the prize is if you are... If you're cool, uh, the prize is you get to ride on top of the snow sandworm. So there you go. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Now this next one, and this is a really fun one too, is, is try a new dessert. 
And by the way, oh. a Christmas oriented dessert holiday oriented here. So we're not just talking about, oh yeah, you know, I had a, a new cookie or something, you know, I looked a couple of up here and well, one of, one of the Why most not? important ones here and, and it captain, I don't know if this is a holiday one, but hamburger cheesecake, is that a little hamburger bit, cheesecake. would that be more like 4th of July? Cause I'm not sure that that's really the, the Christmas. No, spirit. no, no, no. Uh, in the, in the South, in the Southern United States, hamburger cheesecakes are a huge Christmas thing. In fact, we should do an origin on that one of these days. Okay. Uh, the, they, they add peppermint to it. So it, and, and so it makes it gotcha. kind of yes. Christmassy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So a peppermint hamburger cheesecake. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, now here's another one you can do is, and that's a candy cane cake, which that sounds really good. Actually. Yeah. That'd be easier, but yeah, okay. You know, and it's, sure. it's got the Boring. frosting and white and red and you know, crumb. <laughs> yeah. That, that actually does sound really good. We did peppermint chip cookies. Was I think is what it was. You take like, you use actual real peppermint, but it's actually these peppermint chocolate candies. So oh, I thought you were going to, I thought you would crush, uh, you'd use crushed uh, candy canes. You on do top on the top. That. So you can, what oh, you do okay. is you use the, the peppermint chocolates. It's usually white chocolate. It's, I think it's a mix actually. It's, I think it's white and dark with peppermint. You cook mm. with those in the cookie and I think it's a sugar cookie base, but it's got some additional stuff to it. And then you crush the little candy cane peppermints on the top, which is really good. I think we need to make like a lot those. of work. You know, yeah. yeah, peppermint hamburger cheesecake is less work. I know that. G- Speaking of cheesecake, oh, gingerbread cheesecake is another option for those of you who are vegan or vegetarian. You don't have to do the hamburger in it. You could do gingerbread instead. Or the so, cheese. Yeah, well, I guess if you're vegan, you're screwed. Yeah. You can't have any of these things. These have these have like yeah. dairy in them. Forget it. Tune out. Tune out for a little if while. If you're a vegan, then my recommendation is just, I, I don't know, like a... a stock of celery maybe all right the next one would be try to make the world's greatest hot chocolate which i've already done but see if you can make a better one because i would love somebody to um you know one up my recipe that'd be really cool you do make the best hot chocolate i appreciate that basically in the world so i need um, to i need to sell that or something or share it with the world but i don't know you know what put on all recipes dude yeah i know here's another one and this one is uh, a little little less serious a little more comical and that's make wassail have you ever had wassail I don't, do I know what wassail is? Have you mentioned it before? Well, you know, they, they talk about it in here. We come a wassailing, yada, yada, yada. You know, there's like there's different carols and stuff like that, that mention wassail. It is like really? a cider, but it has some different stuff in it. So huh. I would uh, highly recommend, you know, looking up a, if you've never done it before, look up a recipe, make some wassail. We actually had a friend of ours who used to have Christmas parties. It was, he had the best. He, he and his wife always threw some great Christmas parties. I miss doing them. And they would make homemade wassail. Every year, everybody looked forward to it. They'd come over and they'd serve it. And it, like I said, it's very cider-like, but it has, it's a different flavor. It's so good. And do they have, can they, can you make hamburger wassail? I think I would recommend chicken broth wassail over hamburger though. It's a little easier. Beef, well, how about beef broth wassail? Well, you could do that too. You know, usually what I recommend is after eating a chicken, like a whole chicken, you know, that you put in yeah. the oven and all that, you just take the bones yeah. and stew it and then make wassail out of the, you know, the bone okay. broth. So it's like bone right. broth wassail. Okay. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. So any other traditions or ideas that you have? Let us know because I'm telling you what, like if you have any great food dessert ideas, anyway, moving on, make your house smell like Santa's living room. What would Santa's living room smell like? That's my question. Captain, what do you think it would smell like? I'm thinking I'm thinking Santa's a pretty big guy. So I'm thinking cheeseburgers and, um, and lint, lint. Yeah. Yeah, lint. You know, lint has that certain smell to it. So cheeseburgers and lint, and you know, uh, Mrs. Claus isn't going to be able to keep up with that Body stuff. Odor? I mean, well, that's the cheeseburger part. Um, no, but I mean, when uh, you're when you're in that coat, you're sweating, man. I mean, unless he's wearing, you know, unless he's sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't so know. Santa's that, living room. So 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 makes make some cheeseburger uh, yeah. uh, cake, and uh, so that'll that'll get you most of the way there. And then I'd say cheeseburgers and peppermint, honestly. Because Mrs. Okay. Claus will be trying to use the the Glade, yeah. the Glade uh, plugins, <laughs> and she would pick Glade peppermint. Plugins. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so it'd be so it'd be this mix of this weird mix of cheeseburgers and Glade plugins, uh, peppermint. Yeah. What do, what so, do elves smell like? You don't want to know. See, I had a slightly different take on what Santa's living room would smell like. Like to me, yeah. I'm thinking peppermint, cinnamon, clove, cookies. Oh, so you like know, hot chocolate room. Your grandma's yeah. living room during Christmas. Yeah. Minus the like mothballs and the formaldehyde though. Homemade checks mix. Yeah. Remember that during the holidays? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. When there's the, what's that stuff called? It's a type of checks mix, but it's like, um, Oh, uh, uh, puppy chow. Yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. puppy chow. And then there's like 
nutter. Anyway, I don't know what they are, but anyway, yeah, it's the chocolate <laughs> mixed with all that with peanuts and powdered oh, and sugar. Peanut, and and yeah, it's pu- puppy and, show. Uh, peanut brittle. Oh, peanut brittle. Oh my that gosh. I forgot about peanut smell. brittle. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's how that's how you'd like Santa's living room to smell. That's but true, but the reality might be I'm a little probably, different. I'm probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, another one here we found is what they call Christmas tree I spy. So you know, people have played the I spy games, like yeah, I spy a Christmas tree over in that person's window. So really, we should name this game "Creeping on the Neighbors at Christmas." Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's be honest. If it's just Christmas tree, tree I spy, would it, I mean, you'd go to each neighbor's house outside their, on their lawn or whatever. And you'd with your family and you say, I spy a Christmas tree and then the next house. I spy a Christmas tree. Well, I guess I mean, if you're standing that thing? far away, that's fine. But I was talking about going like up to their windows and like staring in their windows and there's the tree. Oh, well then, then you it's know. just straight on creeping on the neighbors. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I had this game wrong. Yeah, I'm thinking you kill the I spy part and just call it creeping on the neighbors. So yeah, go creep on your neighbors this Christmas. I guess it depends on how bold you are. If you're one of those like, you know, outgoing kind of people, extroverts, then creeping on the neighbors is probably the name of the game. But if you're kind of one of those introverted, shy people, then, you know, Christmas tree I spy. Call it what you want. It's the same thing. All right. Here are a couple of altruistic things that you could do that I, I figured we should probably mention these. Yeah. I mean, gift giving, right? We all know gift giving. Try to think of some fun. You know, here. Oh, here's an idea. I just thought of this one. What if you were to go and decorate your neighbor's house with lights? Like just oh, all of a sudden, idea. you know, they're gone. They come home and, you know, and you're using your own power with an extension cord, you know, all of a sudden they come no. home and their house oh, is no. lit up and they're just like, what the heck? You don't like that? Okay. Well, you know, another option I don't like, is, I don't like, you, no, I don't like using you, your own power. I think you should, you should uh, make them pay for it. Power. Okay. Yeah, well, totally. I mean, whatever. Come on. You're doing all the work to put That's lights true. on their house. They should pay for the electricity. The other option is to, you know, decorate a front door to make it look like an actual gift. You know, the, the ribbon and the packing or the, the your you know, neighbor's front stuff. door, your neighbor's front door. Yeah. You're, you're doing this for someone front. else. Yeah. yeah. You can give cookies and homemade food to someone unexpectedly because, Hey, you know, everybody loves a good treat this time of year. Uh, oh, here's or, another one. This is a really good one. You can return the package that you stole from your neighbor's front porch. That's that's very yes. altruistic, actually. Yes, I like that one. Okay. That's my favorite one. All right. Another one is make a holiday playlist. Um, now, for those of you who have not already done this, I, I'm actually amazed how many people have not made holiday playlists. I've got my Christmas playlists all over the place that I keep adding to every year. So if you don't have one, I will share my Christmas playlists in the show notes and also in the comments below on the YouTube channel. So, you know, feel free to follow them listen to them or mix and match your own, but do something fun. I've got a bunch of stuff in there. You know, like the, uh, all I want for Christmas with little John and the Kool-Aid man. All I want, all I really want for Christmas. I mean, that's a great song, dude. That's a great song. Yeah. I, I can't imitate little John very well. I mean, Oh, did you? Yes. I played it's uh it's Oh holy night by the screamo band. And Oh my gosh, it starts off with this beautiful children's choir and it morphs into this kind of trans Siberian. And then it's, and the guy's like, and that's a literal, oh, it's, oh, dude, dude, dude. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. Find a reindeer. If you live in that part of the country or the world yeah. or an elk yeah. and try to ride it because Santa does and see if it'll don't fly. try, don't try. Go, yo- go right. full Yolo right. on right. this. Yolo. Do it. Yolo. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, really, there's nothing like jumping on a, a, an elk or a reindeer fly Rudolph fly create snow globes from Mason jars. I thought this was a kind yeah. of a cool idea. I actually have an old snow yeah. globe that is unfortunately not really working very well anymore. So I thought, well, I don't know how you do it. I'm sure you could find some cool things on Pinterest or whatever, but get an old oh, Mason sure. jar, you know, do some fun stuff and then go to town, shake that thing up, snow flying everywhere. That'd be a lot of fun, man. <laughs> That's actually kind of a cool little uh, creative idea. For those of you it looking for actually. some good gifts, <laughs> I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, of course, Christmas light tour has already mentioned that this one I saw all over the place and that is sleep. I have like a little slumber party underneath your tree. Your tree's yeah. got to be big enough. Uh, of course, sleeping under the tree sounds like kind of a fun idea. Here's another one. Do a Christmas village. Christmas villages are a lot of fun. There's all kinds of cool things out there. I want to know though, is there a nerdy Christmas village? Because how cool would it be to recreate, you know, like, Tatooine, but Christmas, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say Star Wars and uh yeah, Star yeah. Trek. You could have oh you put, could put a little put a little hat on your uh yeah. on your Tauntauns. Of the uh no put yeah, put a little hat on the Tauntaun. Yeah, but that's Hoth. Lots of snow. I'm thinking very, this very though. Oh, that's true. You could do a Hoth scene. I was thinking yeah. of recreating a bridge. So you could take like the USS Enterprise from the next generation 
and you've got the bridge and you do like Christmas trees on the bridge and you know that that could be your little snow village. I mean, this is fun. Christmas karaoke. Now, this has got to be one of my absolute favorites because, you know, when you can do something like this. I highly recommend Christmas karaoke because there's nothing like it. Nothing like it at all. Um, this is a tradition that I do every year. This is me, by the way. And says, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is me. I did a recording. So, you know, I go to the local karaoke bar um, and, you know, we just every year, man, every year it's like it's all holy night. It's grandma got run over by a reindeer. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I could keep playing this if you want. I got a lot more where this came from. But so what do you think about well, this, Captain? Are, are you a singer? Oh, I'm a great singer, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't sing for anybody, but I'm really good at it. Okay. Yeah, this is great, man. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna move on, but those are some of our ideas, and um, I want you to report back to us next week and say, well, hey, I tried these, or you know, not even in a week. You could do it in a couple weeks, but say, I tried these this year, and this was a blast, and here's some video of us doing it, and you know, document yeah, send it. Us video, Take yeah. some pictures and send it to us, because I really want to... Yep. There you go. Those are some fun ideas that you can do for Christmas and the holidays that are either inexpensive or completely free. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for uh, participating with me on that one. All right. So we mentioned expanse a lot on our hunk. Let's just get into the hunk list. So much on our hunk list. We mentioned the expanse season six final season is out today. Very, very cool. Yes. And uh, I'm not going to be watching it until next November because that's how I, I know. Isn't that crazy? That's how I am, man. But that's the way it's going to be. So I'm going to tease it and tease it. <laughs> it's uh, the greatest show it's only, ever. But it's only six episodes long. It's the final I season. Know, I'm, and that's I'm disappointed. It's sad, but at the same time, it's really awesome that we can go back and watch it from the beginning all over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someday. Someday. That's true. That's very true. Lost in Space Season 3 came out. Now, I know you've already gotten into it. I, I got to be honest. I, I was getting ready to watch it. and I just went, okay, I am so backlogged right now with so many shows that I'm watching all at the same time that I was just like, I know that I will not really fully enjoy it like I know I will. It, when right. I'm watching too many shows. So That's I was fair. like, I got to get through. I'm almost done with Cowboy Bebop. I think I've got one and a half episodes left on that. I'm watching Wheel of Time. I'm watching Hawkeye. I'm watching. I don't even know anymore. I'm, I'm losing That's all right. Star Trek Discovery. So you've watched it. I'm going to let you give your report on it. And um, what do you think? Yeah, a very short report. I'm watching Lost in Space. You're watching Hawkeye. I haven't watched that yet. So we're, you know, we're flipping it. Yeah. Uh, Lost in Space. For those of you who haven't seen it yet on Netflix, it's, it's terrific fun. It's such a good show. I, I'm not a big Lost in Space fan from the original, you know, the old 50s, 60s series or whatever it was. I, I thought it was corny and hokey, and, but, it, but, it's, but it's still a staple of the zeitgeist, right? I mean, it's, it's this staple, that, it's a staple show that everyone's heard of, at least, if they haven't seen it, right? Everyone yeah. knows who Dr. Smith is and the robot Danger and Robinson. Will Robinson. Yep. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows that. Well, this Netflix's take on this show is incredibly really well done. Nice. It's just terrific fun. The first two seasons, if you haven't seen them yet, were solid gold, mm. solid gold. Yes. And season three carries on in the same vein. Uh, and I just want to say that every episode has some crisis that you have no idea how they're going to get there, there out of. And it has you on the edge of your seat and it's just awesome. So nice. I'm very happy with season three. Yeah. Good. Cause I loved seasons one and two big time. And honestly, one of the better sci-fi shows that I've seen in a long time. It was just, it yes. was so well done. So I'm very excited for season three. And that's why I just wanted to immerse in it without having being distracted yeah. by all the other shows. So. That's a good idea. That's a good idea because it's, it's worth immersing in. So yeah. I kind of want to go back and rewatch seasons one and two. That's how good they were just, but I don't know. I'm not sure if I want to do that, you know, cause we, we had this conversation right. last week about that. They have a little recap at the very beginning. Yeah. Well, no, it's not just for um, the recap. It's, it's, it's just cause I want to. Okay. But we'll yeah. see. I probably won't have time. It's there. To, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> well, uh, Wheel of Time, I finally got into episode two. That's as far as I've gotten, though, because, you know, they're only releasing a few. I think there's only four or five out right now. There's anyway. four so far, yeah. Yeah, so, you know. Well, there'll be five tomorrow, so. I said that the first step was was really slow in the beginning, and then it got really, really good towards the end. I watched the second up, and it was also very, very slow. And I'm okay with slow, methodical storytelling, but there was a lot in this episode that did, did not seem to go anywhere at all. And I'm sitting there like, what is going on? Where, what, why are they having this conversation? Why is he, you know, constantly depressed? I don't know. 
it was okay to me. It was nothing spectacular. And then, but you know what? Here's the thing. I love the genre. I love the world that they've created. I'm very excited to see something happen. And hopefully it does happen in episode three or four or whatever. But um, there's, there's one thing in this, this show that's just kind of driving me crazy. And, and I finally figured out what it was. It's well, there's two things. One is it's the casting of the four young characters. I, hmm. I don't think that the casting is very good. I don't think really any of them fit the part, nothing against them as actors, but I just, I look at them and I go, these guys do not look like something out of a medieval fantasy story. They don't look like people that live in a village and have worked hard and have, you know, tried to live off the land and have, li- they, they don't look like that at all. You know, like they don't look like fantasy characters, right? No, they don't, well, look, they don't like, look like anything realistic. Like if they were to work even on a farm, I wouldn't believe it. You know? So it's like, they look like indoor kids. And I think that's part of the problem. So a lot of that doesn't fit the language that they're using, you know, and how they speak the wording of things, their mannerisms. It just feels very out of place. So what it feels like to me is that like I'm watching a CW MTV 21st century America version of a story that's set at a Renaissance festival. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it just doesn't feel hundred percent believable. It doesn't feel authentic. It authentic. That's the word. That's the word. Authentic. Yeah. yeah. So what did you think? Well, I'm four, I'm the full four episodes in and the show is, it's keeping my attention, but I still don't know if they can properly finish such an epic undertaking. I mean, to do Wheel of Time right, it would need at least six seasons and I'll be surprised if they make it past two, honestly. Yeah. I just don't, th- I just don't feel like they're hitting their stride. I, I hope they do start hitting their stride, but, but the generous sprinkling of modern society is still throwing me. Like just the, the social, the, the modern uh, 2020s social issues that they're sprinkling into the story. Yeah. Uh, I just wish they could have done this like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones and given us a pure fantasy tale instead of adding their own little wokeisms to the mix. Yeah, um, I agree. I, just, I, I feel like I feel like that is going to cause because their 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 target audience are people who like fantasy, the fantasy genre. Right. And and especially the people who have read the Wheel of Time series. Well, they're, they're they've already lost those people for the most part, I, yeah. with, with a few exceptions like myself. But at the first episode, people are going to go, this isn't Wheel of Time and turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've already lost a giant. I mean, they, they potentially lost a giant portion of their demographic. I just don't feel like the way they're handling this is going to last. I really don't. I, I'll, I might be surprised. Maybe they'll pull out of this nosedive they're in. But, uh, and, and to be honest, like I said, the first four episodes, it's not bad. And it's mostly following the books, uh, the book, the first book, mostly. But there's just enough difference to it. And the casting is weird enough that I'm, I'm very skeptical. So we'll see yeah. how it goes. Well, we know a lot of people I've, I've, we've heard from, you know, actual friends and then I've read some of the comments and stuff online and stuff. And people are, some of the really hardcore fans of the books are not thrilled with this no. retelling of the TV Nor show now, but again, it's not a bad show. It is entertaining and there's still fun stuff to watch with it. And I am curious to see where it goes, but I can't help but compare it to Lord of the Rings, not the story, but the level that Lord of the Rings brought it's kind of like when the first yeah. matrix came out, it changed things. And when the first Lord yeah. of the, when Jurassic park came out, it changed things with CGI. And now with Lord of the Rings, it's like, it, it's set a bar that in game of Thrones, it's like, it's set a bar with the way fantasy should be told. And yeah. this just isn't there. So, yeah. So I, I, if, if I had, if I had my brothers, I would go back in time, kidnap Peter Jackson in the year 2000, <laughs> bring him back here and have him make wheel of time. And it would be solid gold, yeah. but obviously we yeah. can't do that. So, yeah. Oh, well. All right. Now, Hawkeye, a little bit different of a story here. Hawkeye. Oh my gosh. Season one. So you remember last week I was talking about why do we need a show with Hawkeye? He's my, one of my least favorite Marvel characters, <laughs> whatever. Like I'm thinking like, where can they actually go with this? I've not liked his story in the Marvel movies. Part of it is I think that they kind of jacked him. Like they didn't give him a good enough story. They did. They kind of gave him a little bit of one with his family and it felt kind of out of place. You know, it wasn't bad. They hinted at one with, with, uh, with uh, black Black widow, Widow, but yeah, but they never really told it. They've mysteriously hinted at it. Then they gave him his family. And and again, like I said, that was, that was just weird and kind of, it was good, but it was out of place. And then all of a sudden they give him that whole Ronin storyline in, um, end game which all of a sudden I was kind of like, well, now I'm fascinated, but then he hangs that up and you know, okay, I'm done with that. I still am not a big fan of Hawkeye, the character. He's, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> he really is like, he's really amazing to his family. 
And, and that's awesome. But I mean, he's just not a very nice guy. He's kind of cocky. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got an attitude and maybe that's exactly what they want. Right. But he's not a likable character in my opinion. And that's why it's really hard because you see the way that he treats his family and his kids. And then you see the way that he treats the general public and it's completely different. So you're like, is that, is that bad writing or are people really like that? Like they're genuinely amazing to their family and they're jerks to everyone else. Okay. That that happens a lot, of course, but yeah. yeah. So that's kind of who he is. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. I don't like that in a character. So I'm still not a huge fan of Hawkeye as a character, but the show, the show dude totally surprised me. I watched the first three episodes and I mean, I was hooked in the first episode. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to binge. These three episodes are so good. Marvel does it again. Marvel's amazing. And here's here's the fun part. Now I, I'm going to recommend you watch Hawkeye now because it does take place at Christmas time. It's okay. very Christmas centric. So, you know, if you're going to watch it yeah. in May, you're going to feel like, oh, like okay. die hard. Okay. Yeah, it is. And so it now's the time to watch it. If you're interested, it's just, it's going to fit. It's going to feel good because it's the holidays and stuff like that. It is a great soundtrack. They have a lot of fun Christmas songs in there, but I'm not going to spoil anything about this. The only thing I'm going to say is that they do bring in some of the Ronin storyline. I'm not going to say what it entails or how it works out, but that was something that, you know, I wanted to see. And because of that, it drew me in. They do have another main character in there and the, oh my gosh, the the chemistry and the interaction between Hawkeye and this other character. Again, I'm not going to spoil anything is fantastic. I've actually blown away. Like it's so good. So even though I'm not a big fan of Clint and yada, yada, I'm glad they're finally giving him some backstory. They're, they're starting to help us to understand a little more about him. I still don't really know why he is the way he is. Anyway, I'm I'm very, very intrigued to see where it goes. And I mean, I'm loving it. So I'm, I'm blown away how much I'm loving it. Like I'm liking it significantly more than the Falcon and winter soldier. And in some ways, well, I, to me, Falcon and Winter Soldier was not my favorite show. It was okay. That's fine, but it was um, still a great show. I'm liking it better than WandaVision so far, even though WandaVision wow. had a lot of really cool things to it. So it's all different. That's the thing. This is very different, but I like it. So not Good. everyone else is going to agree with me. Everybody's going to have their personal opinions and stuff. And I know some people, uh, in fact, Lord Thunder City's heard mixed reviews and some people really don't like it at all. Um, but the reviews on IMDb right now are very positive. So I say, check it out. See what you think. If you don't like it, booyah, everybody. There's something different for everyone. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. You All right, dude, it. let's get into Ghostbusters. Talk about this. I'm yeah. excited to hear about the movie. So I, so I finally saw Ghostbusters afterlife with my movie buddy, my, my mother-in-law. Uh, we saw it last weekend and dudes, this is a really fun tribute film for the original Ghostbusters. I went into it a little skeptical, you know, of course, because how many other, how many Ghostbusters films have they fumbled on in the last 10, 15 years or whatever? I was skeptical for good reason. Well, this was much better than I expected it to be without being terribly. I mean, it wasn't like, I can't, you have to, you all have to go see this. It wasn't like that. It was just a really fun tribute film and tribute being the main, the main descriptor. Uh, It was almost laid back in its plot and scope. It was chock full of great nostalgia and cameos and several dad jokes. Like I already shared one with you. If anything, there was almost too much nostalgia, but I really liked it. Uh, The cast was superb especially the actress who played the young actress who played Phoebe. Uh, I love that name, by the way. I love Phoebe. Uh, her name was McKenna Grace. I guess she's only 15. So I don't, I've never heard of her before, but she did a fantastic job. She plays a 12 year old in this movie. Okay. Um, the addition of Paul Rudd, who we yeah. all know and love from Ant-Man. God, I love Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it added that quirky Ant-Man style humor element to the mix. And the result was just a lot of fun. Well, and the dude uh, from uh, stranger things kid that plays uh, Michael and, and what, one of the kids who plays in yeah. Stranger Things, who is yeah. much older now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's, he's a, you know, college age now. I yeah. would recommend this. I'd recommend this movie to anyone who was a fan of the original Ghostbusters, especially if you grew up with the movie in the 80s. Uh, Afterlife seemed tailor-made for that demographic. And uh, by the way, don't forget to stay a few minutes, just a couple minutes into the credits for an awesome final scene. Booyah, dude. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because one of the concerns you had going into it was that you were worried it was going to be too much nostalgia, but the fact that you said you liked it, that's good, dude. All right. I got two, I'm going to call them happy fun movies, little Christmas movies here. You guys can check out if you really want to. These are feel good movies, family movies. Uh, well, the first one, the first one is a feel good family movie. It's very positive. It was so funny. I was telling Sarah, I'm like, I'm looking for a Christmas, a new Christmas movie that I've never seen before. That's magical, adventurous, fun, clean, positive, and exciting. 
And I found this movie called A Boy Called Christmas based on a book. It's on Netflix. We both watched it. We both absolutely loved it. It's got great actors, great story, beautiful scenery, good acting in general, also a great soundtrack. And it was a lot of fun. Like it was a really, really cool telling of the Christmas story. It's got some Finnish, you know, tradition roots in it. And it's just well done. So if you're looking place in Finland, yes. And you know how like some of the, the Finnish, there's a lot of different Christmas traditions all over the world, you know, but Finland has a lot too. And it's from more of that style. Okay. But interesting. It's got some great actors in it really. And they all did an amazing job, but like for me personally, okay. Is it, is it diehard now? Is it, is it, is it Christmas vacation or home alone or, you know, no, but it's a lot of fun. It's something that's new. It's going to become a, tr- a Christmas tradition for me every year now, or at least, you know, for a while anyway. And I, I was even telling her, I'm like, I can't wait to watch it again. Cause I just, I really, really enjoyed it. So highly recommend it. If you're good. looking for a good, positive Christmas movie. Now, another one here, and this is uh, dude, this, I will, I will check out random movies on Netflix. Like I'll turn them on and see, you know, Christmas movies. But, and I don't watch the Hallmark ones cause those are too cheesy for me, but I know people obviously love those things. <laughs> but again, it's more of a, What's positive? What's happy? What's fun? What's going to make me feel good after watching this? And so I thought, well, this movie, you know, had an interesting little preview. It's called Love Hard. So I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. And I'm looking Love at the Hard. preview and I'm like, oh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I'll check it out. And so I started watching it and all of a sudden it was like, this is kind of hooking me. This is actually pretty good. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't watch these kind of movies. You know, I'm not into the, the romantic comedy movies at all. In fact, most of the time uh, those drive me crazy, but I'm kind of like, this is, this is kind of good. It keeps going. I'm like, this is funny. And it was one of those very heartfelt movies, you know, and you, you walk away feeling really good. Of course it's very predictable, you know, but I really enjoyed it. And, and it wasn't as cheesy bad as some of those other ones that are usually on there. It was actually well put together and stuff. And I liked it. So love hard. It's on Netflix as well. If you ever want to check it out, it's got, I don't even know her name, but she's been in a bunch of stuff as more of a B actress. Um, but she was in that, that you you remember the triple X movies with Vin Diesel, you know, and he's that, yeah. he's that, uh, extreme sports guy. And then he becomes like an agent. And then they did, they did the third movie that came out in 2017 and all that. And they totally made fun of themselves and it was so awesome. She's the tech girl in that movie. And then oh, okay. I've started to see her randomly in other things. And like I said, I don't know her name and I don't know much about her, but you know, it's kind of like you recognize her. She did a great job all of the other actors that were in it did a really, really good job too. And I was just like, this is actually a lot of fun. So there you go. There's a couple of fun little cheesy call them guilty pleasure Christmas movies. You can check out and enjoy (laughs) good times, man. Hey, so I got to find some Christmas music to share. And in fact, I haven't really had a whole lot of time to find anything new this year. So I'm going to be doing that soon, but you and I were gaming and you said, I've got this album that I want you to hear that is Christmassy, but it's more like wintry, but it's kind of classically based. So tell us about it. Yeah, so when back in 2008, a couple of years before I got married, I suddenly uh, got a uh, an anxiety disorder out of nowhere. I wasn't I wasn't unusually anxious or stressed or anything. It just and so a lot of you maybe can relate to this. It just came on all of a sudden, and it came on hard. Like every night when I tried to go to bed, I couldn't sleep, and and it was just all these weird symptoms and. And I didn't know what to do. And, and NPR had this story, you know, how NPR does these, these little, little uh, human interest stories Mm -hmm. about uh, bands or albums that come out or whatever. And they did this story on this album called Diminuito. It's an Italian word, Diminuito. I don't know what it means, Uh, but it's by the Rolf Lylevand Ensemble. And it sounded really interesting. And so I, I downloaded it on, on iTunes or whatever it was. And I would listen to that when I went to sleep at night and it would actually help calm me down and, and I'd be able to go to sleep. And I've been listening to it ever since. And it's a very wintry, I think I started listening to it in November of, of 2008 uh, or nine, sorry, 2009. It's a very wintry uh, yeah. feeling, classical, kind of Baroque almost. Uh, yeah. Baroque lute and guitar and stuff like that. Anyway, so I just, I just wanted to recommend that to anybody who's looking for a, not necessarily a Christmas album, but a wintry album that would fit well in the holiday season. You know, it's, it's really good because I was playing it in the background while we were gaming and stuff. And I was like, this is really, really good. It, it does. Yeah, you're right. It's not Christmassy, but it reminds me of the holidays. It reminds me of like November, yeah. December, January, that wintry feeling, but very well done. It's got some choral stuff in the background too. That's beautiful. It's honestly, yeah. it's a beautiful, beautiful album. And when you were saying that it helped you with your anxiety, I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is, it's not only peaceful, but it brought 
quite a bit of joy. Like you just kind of had a really good feeling after listening to it. It's just beautiful music. So yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, I'll have it so on the list. Let us know what you think. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be in the Spotify, the TRBS Spotify 2021 mix. Of course we'll put, I'm just going to put the entire album in there. You can just grab it and do whatever you want. Yeah. There's 10 songs. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course um, I'll, I'll do my best to, yeah, I'll link it in the, uh, the comments and the, all that stuff, not in the comments, but the show notes below the description and all that in the YouTube channel as well. So check that out. Click on it. See what you think. But yeah, all right. Well, hey, my goodness, this has been a fun episode. Like we're just we're having a good yeah. time. There's a lot. Always. I, I want to say again, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the show, whether you're part of the podcast or now watching on YouTube. If you've not already, please do subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel. If you're on the YouTube channel, click that bell for notifications and please leave comments like YouTube is is it's a game. I mean, we're going to put stuff out because we want to put stuff out. We want it to be good quality, but it's still a game. So, you know, you got to subscribe. You got to like the video. You got to leave comments in order for YouTube to go. Hey, look, we should show this to other people. You know, it's just it's just the game you play. So, you know, if you think about it, if you got a little yeah. time, if you got a desire, do you mind just throwing us a like and a comment and just share some stuff and let us know some of your fun traditions and what you're drinking, what you're doing, what some of your exciting activities are, you know, what your thought of these, these, to- these shows and movies and everything we've been watching. Love to hear that. And of course, if you get a chance to continue to uh, use that Amazon link, anytime you buy something on Amazon, that is really, really helping us. It's an affiliate link, but it does go back to, uh, you know, it, it, it's nice. It helps it the show. It does a good job. And then of course there's a uh, Patreon. If you ever want to check that one out, patreon.com slash Will Brian show to uh, help support the show and, and keep things moving forward. Cause we got a lot coming, especially in the new year. It's coming. And- it's coming. And thank you all to our patrons and uh, oh Merry gosh, Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. If you take the fields of bones and Terminator and substitute them with candy canes, that's a whole different movie. A very Terminator Christmas sounds kind of lame though. Well, you know what the music means? It is time. Yeah. Thank you again. Thank you again. And and like Captain said, thank you for being a part of the show and supporting and helping. And just thank you for listening. Really, that means a lot. All right. We got a lot more coming. We're going to do something fun next week. You're going to be in studio. So yeah, make sure to uh, get excited. Put on your Christmas hats. Get some peppermint hot chocolate. Have a great week. Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.